it's that time of the week again. It's time for Chit Chat Across the Pond, and this is episode 409, and we have Bart Bouchats back, and I believe we are going to do Programming by Stealth, episode 2 of X, Introducing HTML. How are you doing today, Bart? I'm doing just fine. Hang on a sec. This podcast is like a day old. How are we on episode 400 and something or other? <laughs> so I decided that I didn't want to call it uh, Chit Chat Across the Pond number one, or by now I okay. would call it. Uh, so I went into uh, WordPress. And I did a search for every time I said chit chat across the pond in a post. And oh. then I went through and looked at them and determined which ones were not really chit chat across the ponds. Cause there's something like, uh, in a podcasting on podcasting, I referred to chit chat across the pond or I did a standalone article about, uh, all right, all things digital. Oh. And I said, there's no chit chat across the pond this week. So I took those out and, uh, and then I went back by two episodes so that all of programming by stealth would be in the official standalone chit chat across the pond. Oh, cool. So I went back to, which means I picked up, uh, you've got 407, which is the first one, and then 408 was Tom Merritt, and now we're in 409. Uh, this is this is very confusing. This has been really, really so, hard. without knowing it, I did the first Chit Chat Across the Pond. Well, you did Two anyway. You did anyway, because you did the very first one in, uh, it was in 2007 was the first one. Uh, yes, first time I'm, I could find a reference to it. I'm pretty sure I made up the name as well. Oh, yeah, yeah, you did. You definitely did. So definitely congratulations on all of that. I'm excited about doing this, but it's been a, a mind bender. I'm sure once I get into the rhythm, this is going to get easier, but it's hard right now. My head hurts. Well, you, you were saying you're a creature of habit, so new habits need to be formed. Yes, yes, exactly. This is hard for me, but man, everybody's excited about doing this. And and they're going to end up with what they wanted was we just went long on Security Light, which is part of the regular show. So uh, anyway... Barry's waiting for breakfast, so we should probably go ahead and get started. I was going to say, it's, it's, 20, it's, it's getting near 8 o'clock in the evening, and I haven't had dinner yet. So, yeah, let's go. All okay, right. so our first baby steps towards real programming is going to be the hypertext markup language, which is known to all of us as HTML. Hmm. HTML is not a true programming language. You don't use HTML to program things, but it is a way to communicate with the computer. And if you're going to be nerdy and technical about it, it's a markup language. So in other words, it adds meaning to text. It marks up text. So basically you're saying is this bit of text is a heading, this bit of text is a paragraph, and so on and so forth. So you're marking up text. But there's still rules. There's still, you have to do it right. And therefore, it's a step towards full programming languages. And as we get closer and closer to full programming languages, the, you know, the the language, the the syntax, the specifics will get more complicated and more intricate, but the idea is still the same. You're going to have to follow the computer's rules so that you can, so that it can understand the human, because we humans have imagination and computers are completely dumb and stupid. I remember you telling that that a very long time ago. Is just always remember that the computer is doing exactly what you told it to do. Yep. And that once you get that in your head, it does help, but it's hard to like, no, it just doesn't like me. It did something wrong. Like, <laughs> no, no, no. It's, it's like, like the world's dumbest dog. It's doing exactly what you said and you're tripping over it all the time or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, so HTML is our first step along this road. Now, HTML has been around for quite some time. And over the years, we have discovered that a lot of the ideas we had at the start were bad ideas. And so best practice has evolved quite a bit. We're not going to start off with the wrong way and then discover why it's wrong and then move to the right way. I, I lectured a course at university level a couple of years where we did that, where basically because it's a good academic exercise, we did it wrong. And then everyone's like, oh my God, this is horrible. And then we did it right. And it's like, oh, I see why this is better. 
you learn a lot that way, but we're not doing that in this series. That's not the point. So it does remind me of when Lindsay was uh, was sick when she was in uh, high school and she was we were at the doctor's office in the emergency room. Actually, I was trying to distract her. So on the white paper that you, you lay down on on the little bench, mm-hmm. I taught her how to do derivatives. And I mean, because that's what one does when trying to entertain your child. And uh, and the next day she showed off in school that she knew it. And the teacher was really mad because the teacher was going to show her the hard way first. Yeah. And she's like, well, you already know how to do it. Saying, well, sorry. Yeah, you got to start at the limits and confuse yourself for a while and then get to where you want to go. There you go. So we're, yeah, so we're jumping straight to the right way to do things. And the right way to do things means that we're going to use HTML. We're starting with HTML, but it's, remember while we're doing HTML that it's one of a pair. Uh, so HTML is for what is on a web page. And the second half of the pair is something called cascading style sheets or CSS is for how it should look. And in the bad old days, we used to use HTML for both tasks, which meant that our styling and our information were scrunched together, which really, really isn't good. Because So that would be like if you wanted headings to be blue, you had to say blue every single time you made a heading. And now in the, in the CSS, you say, okay, heading four is going to be blue. And then if you ever change your mind and want them red, you can just change it in the CSS and it changes everywhere in the HTML, right? Yes, or that not is in the true, HTML. but it's the even it's more displayed. powerful than that because... If you take the same HTML page, the same HTML content, the same what's a heading, what's a paragraph, blah, 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 and you just change the style sheet, you can completely change how the page looks without touching the HTML at all. So imagine you have a mobile website and you have a non-mobile website. The only thing that changes between those two is the style sheet. The actual HTML is exactly the same. Right. You just could never have done that in the olden days. Or you might even say that, you know, this HTML is going into, uh, you know, it's going to be used for a feed somewhere, so we don't actually do any markup on it. You know, it's by separating the what and the how it should look, it just makes everything work an awful lot better. So while we're doing HTML, remember that everything we do is going to look really quite dull because we're only learning now the first half of this duo of complementary technologies. We're only telling it the what, not what to make it look like. So our headings are going to be really boring. Our paragraphs are going to be really boring. Everything is going to look boring until we add CSS into the mix. So I want to say that up front in case people have expectations of this all being very pretty from day one. It won't be. Okay. So the most fundamental thing to get around in HTML is that HTML effectively is just a whole bunch of tags, as we call them. So an HTML tag has a starting tag, which is a less than sign, the name of the tag, a greater than sign. And then it has a matching closing tag, which is a less than sign, then the forward slash, which is the one you use in URLs, the name of the tag, and then the greater than sign. And everything between the opening and the closing, we say, is inside the tag. Which all sounds very airy-fairy, so that's why in the show notes we have an example of a paragraph, because the, the HTML tag for defining a paragraph is P. So it's basically open bracket P, close bracket, this is a one line paragraph open bracket slash p close bracket i like i like that closure like you you open it and you close it you open it and close it and you can have things embedded in that but it it feels right to me i like that yes and that is actually good so i'm glad you like that because that is vitally important you never open a tag without closing it right web browsers are very tolerant beings web browsers will tolerate mistakes and they just sort of assume that a Whatever the last possible moment is, you could close it. I'm sure you meant to do it then. I'll close it for you. But the thing is, that means the web browser is guessing. 
And there's actually a name for that. It's basically the web browser, when it's presented with HTML that isn't properly matched, where everything that's opened isn't closed, the web browser goes into what's known as quirks mode. And once a web browser falls over into quirks mode, all bets are off, quite frankly, because the thing is, Firefox may decide to deal with your quirky HTML in a different way than Safari, in a different way than IE, in a different way than Edge, in a different way than Chrome. So what you want to avoid is the browser having to do any guessing. So just get into the habit religiously. If I open it, I close it. If I open it, I close it. If I open it, I close it. it, it quirk mode, is that your own phrase or is that an official nope. phrase? It's an official phrase. Quirks mode really? Is, is, yeah. Quirk mode is when you haven't closed things properly. Yes. So okay. basically, whenever a web browser meets impossible HTML, it just a little bit flips in its brain and it goes, okay, so it's rubbish we're dealing with. Fine, I'll do my best. <laughs> I've done that before where I realized that that from the third word in a in a blog post to the end is all a giant link because <laughs> I forgot to close something. <laughs> yes. Yes. And it will stop. The link won't go on forever because you'll open a second link and then when you close the second link the browser will go, "Well, look, you can't have a link inside a link, so let's just close all the links." <laughs> and then your big giant link will stop. It won't go on to the very very end of the page. But again, that's how it decides to deal with it in quirks mode. Maybe another browser might say, well, you've gotten to the end of a paragraph. You're probably meant to stop by now. So it's perfectly grand for another browser to cut it off there. And so you get inconsistency. Oh, so it's right? quirky. Got it. It's quirky. Yeah. So basically, don't do that. Oh, if you open it, close it. If you open it, close it. Religion close the door when you leave the room. Exactly. So there are certain types of tags that don't contain content. And you open and close them in one atomic step using a little shortcut. And the shortcut is that you put space slash at the end of the tag. So open bracket, name of tag, space slash, close bracket. That's an open close at once. It's like, I'm opening and closing. Because some things it doesn't make sense to have content inside. A good example is the horizontal rule, which is basically a line across the page to divide sections. Well, you can't have text inside a line. That's utter nonsense. So the HR tag, which is a horizontal rule, is always open and closed at once. But you have to put that slash in because otherwise you're opening it and not closing it. Okay. And there's a few other examples. Image tags, again, open and close at once. Line breaks, open and close at once. So that's basically what I'm saying is when you see that with the slash at the end, that's not forgetting to close. That's being a good person and opening and closing altogether. Good. Okay, so every HTML document or page is, has a same structure. Now, that structure has evolved and changed over time. We are going to, again, not bother with history. We're, going, we're jumping straight to doing it right. So we're doing HTML5, in case anyone is wondering. And the very, very, very first thing in your document should be a very special tag that doesn't follow any of the rules, just special. And it's called the doc type. I've seen that before, and I never knew what that was. I figured I shouldn't erase it. Definitely don't. The doc type is a way of telling the browser how it should treat the rest of your page. So it is possible that you have old content that was written 10 years ago or 20 years ago that's in HTML3. And in HTML3, some tag, this whole concept of always closing tags didn't exist yet in older versions of HTML. And it was assumed that some tags would never be closed, which you have to close in HTML5. And so... If you want the browser to have a hope of avoiding quirks mode, the first thing is to tell it what to expect. And that's what the doc type is for. And that doc type has changed a lot over time. And mostly the evolution was that it got longer and longer and longer and longer and longer and more horrible all the time. 
And the HTML4 doc type is disastrous. It's horrid. Thankfully, with HTML5, they decided, how's about we wipe the slate clean? So the HTML5 doc type is the simplest, beautifulest, shortest doc type I've ever seen. It's basically open bracket, exclamation point, doc type, space, HTML, close bracket. <laughs> Short and sweet. Short and sweet. So thank goodness they fixed that because the, the, the HTML4 one I never learned off. I copied and pasted it the entire time it existed. Okay, so the doc type has to go first. After the doc type, the next thing that you do is you open an HTML tag. So in other words, open bracket, HTML, close bracket. And then the very, very, very last thing to happen at the very, very end of your document is the closing HTML tag. And everything else goes in between those two things. So doc type, open HTML, everything else, close HTML. Nice. Nice. So within that HTML, your document is broken into two very important segments. Uh, The head tag defines the metadata. And the body tag defines the actual content of the page. So head is for the information about the page and body is for the page itself. So inside the HTML tag, you open head, your metadata, close head, open body, all your actual page, close body, close HTML. I I hate fake words. uh, And I've always thought Mm -hmm. meta is kind of a fake word. It's just like all that other stuff. It doesn't really mean anything to me. So what is metadata on an HTML web page? It is information about the page that's not a part of the page. So a good example is a piece of metadata that you should get into the habit of always using is the character set. So you'll see there, the next thing I have in the notes is that it's open bracket meta car set equals UTF-8. Okay, and what does that mean? So what you're doing is you are telling the browser this document is encoded in UTF-8. And if you don't tell the browser that it's encoded in whatever it's encoded in, It'll get all of its little, it'll you know, accented characters, and it won't be able to do smileys, and it won't be able to do. So, what is UTF eight? UTF eight is Unicode. It's a, it's basically if you have UTF eight, you can do your smileys, you can do your your French accents. UTF eight will let you do pretty much anything, and UTF eight is what you'd always use in the modern world. It is a way of encoding text that allows you to have all those nice things. Okay. Because before UTF eight, you might have had to use ASCII which means that you're only allowed like a very small handful of symbols. Okay, so so instead of making smiley faces, we would have to actually do the colon dash uh, right parenthesis. Mm-hmm. That's horrible. Thank God for UTF-8. <laughs> uh, it's also, what can also happen is, have you ever been on a web page where a whole bunch of the letters are replaced with empty square boxes? You probably haven't seen it mm, much in the last in five or six years. But in the, yeah, you would have seen it in the past though, right? And that, that happens when the browser is interpreting the text in one character set, but the text actually contains text that's really in a different character set, which means it sometimes tells the browser nonsense because the browser is speaking one language and the page is speaking another and out comes garbage. Okay. So anyway, the point is we, we want to tell the web browser Everything you're about to get is encoded in UTF-8, and therefore it will be able to handle smileys and all those kind of things properly. And so that's metadata. That's not a part of the page. It's not like text or anything, but it's information about what's in the page. That's metadata. Information about information. Okay. I still haven't convinced you, have I? Well, it's, just, <laughs> it's, it's, it's like that phrase, I'm fixing to make a plan to do something. Mm-hmm. I'm not doing something, but I'm fixing to make a plan to do something. I haven't actually made a plan. 
I, I get yeah. it. I get it. But I, but I wanted to to embrace it a little more. I I understand. So this is data. The first sentence you said, it's data about the web page that isn't any of the actual content. Yeah. But it's also not things like what CSS controls. That's not metadata. Uh, this is more formatting, right? No. Okay. The link I don't mean to, to your CSS here. So it, file, yeah, the link to your CSS file will go in the head section. Oh. Because the oh, CSS okay. file isn't written out on the page, right? Okay, okay, good. And any, as we get way further into this, any JavaScript we use is also going in the head section because that JavaScript code isn't something you see. It's just something that has to exist. Okay, don't so blow the top of our heads off. We don't know anything about JavaScript code yet. We don't. Yeah, so, okay. so I, that's why I'm being me. a little bit circumspect. At the moment, all okay. we care about is that we tell the browser that we're using UTF-8 because we're good modern people. Okay. And the other thing that we're always going to put in our head section is the title of the page because that's what the browser puts inside the name of the tab. Oh. So basically title, whatever you want, slash title. In the... The name of the tab. Okay. Okay, so if you open the new tab, it will say something like Programming by Stealth 2, 1 of X, blah, blah, blah. That's the title of the page. Okay. That right. in, our, in using something like WordPress, the title is created by the title of the post, right? Correct. But, yeah, WordPress will build that for you. But if you do a view source of the WordPress, you'll see that there's a okay. title tag inside the head tag, inside the HTML tag. Okay. Okay. And that's all we're going to put in our header for now. That header is going to grow over time as we learn more stuff. But for now, that's all we need in our header. So putting it all together, what we basically have is our format, our, our template that we're just going to copy and paste every time we start a new page is just 10 lines long. Doc type, open HTML, open head, define the character set, define the title, close the head, open the body. Everything we do goes in there. Close the body, close the HTML. Okay. And so you can actually just take that little bit and save it somewhere as a little text expander snippet, say. <laughs> and that's how you could start an HTML web page. Yeah, every page, that's how they start. And then you fill in the bits, right? Now, the body, between body and slash body is where, like, oodles and oodles of work go, right? I have that down as page content goes here, as if that's, like, you know, self-explanatory. That'll take me two minutes. But, right, that is nonetheless the template. No matter how complicated the web page gets, that is the template it follows. So uh, this is really bad of me to do. I'm going to derail you. I just looked at the page source for the page we're looking at, which is the Programming by Stealth over on bartb.ie. And your doc type doesn't just say HTML. It says doc type HTML public equals quote squiggly slash says W3C slash says DTD HX. It goes on and on and on and on. Yeah, that's not an HTML5 doc type. So remember when I said that doc types used to be horrible for the older versions of HTML? Yeah. My my theme on this website is quite old. It's not HTML5. Okay. So that okay. is a valid doc type. It's just not the HTML5 doc type. Uh, let me infuse Oh, let's here. I'm going to do a I'm going to do a let's dash talk because you've got a much more modern theme there. I do, but it's probably still not HTML. It may or may not be HTML5. So that doc type that Ah, yes. So my blog is is XHTML, which is a little a little side rail that HTML. Uh, no, your was. new theme on let's dash talk is doc type HTML. Oh, goody. Okay. That's cool. So I, that helped me learn it more. Got it. Got it. Got it. Very cool. Okay. So now, you, now you've got to go to podfeed.com and see what your theme is. No, I'm not going to go and look at <laughs> my dirty laundry. <laughs> but yeah, so my, my, my bartb.ie, is, uh, that is XHTML, which is after HTML4, XHTML was a false start. Now we've abandoned that whole idea and we've reversed and now we've got to HTML5. 
I'm afraid mine's XHTML. That's okay. I already downloaded the customizer thing because you're going to teach me how to use the new theme. Oh, okay, cool. In our dreams, we keep talking about that. <laughs> well, to be honest, as we go through this programming by stealth, that actually becomes infinitely easier to the point where you'll probably just do it yourself. Ooh, okay. That'd be even better. I'd love that. Because I want to be able... It's the web is what I've chosen as our platform to play on. And yeah. the website is very much on the web. Cool. That would make me really happy because what I don't want is to have to ask somebody when I want to move something around, I want to add something. I don't want to ask for help. I want to do it myself. Well, I think that is where we are heading here. That is very much the the exercise here. Heading. (laughs) Pun. Go ahead. (laughs) Go ahead. (laughs) So I want to throw one more simple concept at you before we call it a day, and that is the concept of including a comment in your HTML document. And a comment is basically some text that you put there for your future self. Ah. A comment is in the code, but it's not visible in the browser. So it's hidden text, basically. And honest to goodness, it is the single most important habit to get into if you're going to do any sort of programming. Get into the comment of, get into the habit of writing comments, and don't write them because you have to. Write them because the future you will thank present you for it immensely. <laughs> I had a guy who worked for me who was uh, Vietnamese, and. He- as a way of job security, he wrote all of his comments in Vietnamese. It didn't work because I had lots of Vietnamese employees, so I fired him anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah. He I don't, had other bad habits. In, in a team, you should work that the comments are for your colleagues as well as yes. for your future self. But when you're working for yourself, it really is you you're talking to. So a good example would be you're doing something and there are two ways of attacking the problem and you spend half an hour deciding which way to go. And then you start writing the code. Mm. I will always put a comment at the top of that code that says why I'm doing it this way, because I will second guess myself in six months. I'll probably second guess myself next week. In your ability so, to remember that in the thousands of lines or hundreds of millions of lines of code or whatever you do, there's no chance. Because right? the thing is, in reality, you tend to jump from project to project. So X, I spent six months working on XK WD to get it out, get it onto CPAN, to get it to version three. I haven't looked at that code since I published version three and we did a big chat on it on the show. I'll probably get back to it in a month or two. I won't remember anything. <laughs> this gets right? back to where I, I go on Google to find out how to do something and I find my own clarify tutorials. <laughs> Precisely. So <laughs> Not only do I not remember how to do it, I don't remember that I documented how to do it. <laughs> yeah. Comment. I will do this. Comment. Always comment your code. And so we're going to get into that habit really early in, in HTML. So... To comment in HTML, it's angle bracket, exclamation point, minus, minus, then whatever you'd like, minus, minus, angle bracket. And that just, that is in the code, but it's not visible on the page. Okay. So you can spot that anywhere? Anywhere in HTML. You can cover it over multiple lines if you like. So you could have the opening, so the angle bracket, exclamation, minus, minus. You could have that on one line. And if you want to make your whole page vanish, you could put the minus, minus, and the other one at the bottom, and everything in between will vanish. So can you put that inside the head? You can. Inside the body, inside anywhere? Anywhere. Okay. As long as it doesn't come before the doc type, because the doc type should be the first line. Okay. And doc type doesn't get closed, right? That's the only thing no. that doesn't get closed. Okay. Doc type doesn't get closed. It's a weird tag that breaks all the rules, basically because it's been around forever and a day. Okay. So it hasn't, it hasn't evolved. So... There we go. Comment. So that's everything I want. That's every concept I want to get across today. So to put it together, we're going to create ourselves a very simple little web page. And this time we're going to understand it. Whereas last week we made a simple little web page and I just said, take it on faith. All we wanted to do was make sure that your web server was working. So remembering back to last week, open up MAMP or whatever you installed, make sure the servers are running. 
Oh, okay. Start servers. Starting servers now. Oh, wants me to log in for some reason. Yes, because you're using port 80, so you need root power. There you go. All right. They're fired okay. up. Then open your text editor of... Actually, well, first in the finder, just go into the HT data folder for your version of MAMP. Oh, yeah, yeah. HT... So I, I think you I put it in your sidebar. I did. I did. HT docs. All, all time. Yeah. Okay. And then create a new folder in there called PBS2. Ooh. That's right, because we had one for PBS1. And I don't like okay. making paper, so I'm always going to be making you make a PBS folder. Okay, then in your favorite text editor, so I, of course, will be using Atom, because mm-hmm. I love Atom at the moment. Copy and paste in the HTML code there under a working example. Okay, so if people haven't been in this before, um, Bart has the, his code set up nicely, so you can view highlighted code, or you can view it from scratch, so you can copy it. Mm-hmm. And all right, let me copy that the doc type and all that. Yeah, all I've right. just noticed something very interesting. When you go to plain text, it breaks the comments. It breaks that WordPress it? plugin. Yeah, look, it's got the angle bracket question mark. Oh, and they should be dashes. Yeah, huh? you click on minus minus the way they're dashes. So the actual that I have to find a new WordPress plugin to do my uh, code. I wonder how long that's been that way. Okay, so I'll change the question marks into uh, minuses. Exclamation point minus minus. Oh, exclamation. That's what I can never remember is where the exclamation point goes. Okay. All right. I've copied, pasted, and edited the text so that it works. Now we save it as index.html in that PBS2 folder. I'll save as. All right. You want to tell people while I'm doing this what this what it says? Okay. So this is, so we start our doc type. Then we open our head tag, sorry, open our HTML tag. Then we open our head tag. Then we have a comment in there saying, define the character encoding. Then we say, open bracket meta character set equals UTF-8 space slash close bracket. So notice that the meta tag is one of these tags that we open and close in one go. Because we have the slash angle bracket on the end. Oh, I, I would not have noticed that. Okay, I got you. So instead of having meta, open meta and close meta, it's just open meta and then close on the same line. Yes. So okay. it's just all together. So it's yeah. Again, it makes no sense to have bits of your page inside the metadata. That's just gotcha. That, gotcha. That, that, yeah, that make head hurt. Uh, then we have another comment. I'm just right. I've over commented this page to make the That's point fine. of how you comment. Right. That's the whole point of an exercise. So set a title for the page. So the title is my first HTML page. Very exciting. So it's open the title tag, your text. Close the title tag. Mm-hmm. Then we close the head tag. So you're now done with the metadata. We open the body tag. And then we have another comment. The page's content goes here. And then you put some real content in there. Some real content. So we open a P tag and we say, this is the first paragraph of my first HTML page. Full stop. Close P. Do you have to have a paragraph tag? I don't think uh, you do. Well, WordPress is getting you into bad habits. WordPress is putting those in for you automatically. Mm, I use a break at the end of my paragraphs. Don't do that. That's that's HTML1. Really? Wow. I've been doing that for a decade. It's occurring to me that you should keep learning. <laughs> yes. No, very much so, because the reason you use paragraphs is if you use break tags, then when you go to do the CSS, you can't control what a paragraph looks like because you haven't defined any paragraphs. Ah, okay. And if you want to do things like adjust the paragraph spacing, it's really helpful if it's, not, if it's actually paragraphs instead of text with break. Actually, you know, it might be feeder that's giving me bad habits because I hit command enter. And it puts in a break for me. But actually, I've changed the way I'm using feeder, so I'm not doing that anymore. So I might have paragraphs. Who knows? I'll have to go look. 
WordPress has WordPress by default puts in paragraphs as you're writing posts. So anyway, okay. so yeah, you definitely want to get into the habit of using paragraphs because at the end, what you'd like to end up with is that you never have text in your HTML document that isn't wrapped in some tag. Okay. Then everything is marked up. So then your CSS can manipulate everything. There's nothing floating, nothing, okay. you know, unaccounted for. Okay, so we have our paragraph. Then we have our HR tag, our horizontal rule. Did you teach again, us how to do that? I heard you say it, but I didn't read it in the instructions. It's in there. Oh, there it is. It's, there it is. It's our example of a tag you open and close at once because it makes okay, no sense right. to have any content. So again, it's angle bracket HR space slash angle bracket. So open and close in one atomic go. Here's another then dumb question. Is that space critical? Because I've seen it both ways. Uh, it might work both ways. I always... I know on I've the break tag, it it's goes both... You can do it either way. I've always put the space in because otherwise it's never... It's not clear to me what I'm doing. Okay, it's I'm taking it out just for the, for the fun of it to see what happens. Okay. okay. Uh, and then we have another paragraph. This is a second paragraph. Blah, blah, blah. It's separated from the first by a horizontal rule. Close paragraph. Close body. Close HTML. So basically okay. we have two paragraphs separated by a horizontal rule. If we browse to localhost forward slash PBS2 forward slash, we should see our very exciting web page. All right. That's the tricky part now. I was, try- I was trying to remember how I do that. I was looking over at MAP trying to get it to look at my thing. So it's HTTP colon slash slash localhost forward slash PBS2 forward slash. Uh, yeah, that doesn't, uh, it shows me the index of PBS2. What did you call your file index.html? Uh, I did, but it didn't put it in the right place. Is that oh, important? that'll be why then. Yeah. <laughs> You're so picky. Yes, my horizontal rule worked with the uh, without the space, but uh, it might be good to keep it separate or give it that little, little space, a little bit of room. I would put it there because that way it's easier to spot a tag you've forgotten to close. Ah, because the, the closes show up. Yeah, because it's space close. It just makes it clearer what's going on. Yay, it worked. There we go. It did exactly so what now... I told it to do. Excellent. So again, I'm keeping these bite-sized. So we haven't done a lot today, but we have learned this, what a tag is and the, the template for our HTML documents. So what we're going to move on to next time. So I've told you, just because we had to have something to work with, that P is a paragraph and HR is a horizontal rule. But there are, of course, many more HTML tags. So we're going yes. to start exploring those in the next few installments. So we have headers, there's a lot more. There's lists of all sorts. There's quite a few different types of tags. And so we're just going to make our way through those tags so that we know how to say what something is. And then we'll move on to how to make it look how we want it to look. So that's when we move on to CSS. So that's where we are and that's where we're going. Fantastic. You know, this really is programming by stealth. If you hadn't told me we were programming, I would thought think that what you were teaching me was how to uh, work on my website. I would never have called it programming. So you are you are actually sneaking up on me. <laughs> yeah, because technically this is this is not programming yet because HTML is not a programming language, but it will morph into it soon enough. Okay. All right. This is very cool. Well, we'll uh, see you back in a couple of weeks for another episode of Chit Chat Across the Pond. Excellent. Well, until then, happy computing. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of Chit Chat Across the Pond. This is an unsponsored show, so if you like what you hear, you can help support the show by using the Amazon affiliate link over on podfeed.com. Heck, put a review up in iTunes and tell your friends about the podcast, too. I love feedback, so please do write to me at allison at podfeed.com and join in the conversation with other listeners in our Google Plus community at podfeed.com slash Google Plus. Thanks for listening and stay subscribed.